All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Thursday, April 8th. I just got back from the dentist, and my mouth is a bit numb still, uh, so please forgive any mispronunciations. So with stimulus, more and more payments are going out. That's great to hear. Great to uh, see your comments. Please keep them coming. No new announcements from the IRS today, but I did want to mention one thing today uh, that I think is important to keep an eye on. And that is that President Biden has uh, backtracked on something he campaigned on, and that something has to do with this idea of a corporate minimum tax. See, during his 2020 election campaign, Biden's tax plan in it was a 15% minimum tax on corporations that earn, as in net income, as in profit, more than $100 million a year on their books, on their gap-audited financial statements. So let's say a company's profits, right, on its books, $100 million. But through tax tricks and loopholes and deductions and tax planning, let's say they pay no income tax that year. Biden's initial campaign plan was to impose a minimum tax on a company like that of $15 million. But if you read the Made in America tax plan document that Treasury released yesterday, the administration is now planning to impose this 15% minimum tax on companies making at least not $100 million, but an amount 20 times that. $2 billion in net profits. Here's what it says. In a typical year, around 200 companies report net income of $2 billion or more. Of these, a significant share pays zero or negative federal income taxes, despite reporting hundreds of billions of dollars in profits to shareholders in the aggregate. This is because significant gaps in current tax law, as well as the presence of offshoring incentives, provide large and profitable corporations with many ways to decrease profits exposed to tax liability, in many cases to zero. In contrast, workers pay taxes on their full salaries, which are automatically withheld by their employers and paid to the IRS. Corporations have at their disposal two kinds of reporting rules, book and tax reporting, that provide for a variety of allowances that shield them from meaningful tax bills. Corporations are simultaneously able to signal large profits to shareholders and reward executives with these returns while claiming to the IRS that income is at such a low level that they should be freed from any federal tax obligation. The president's minimum book tax proposal would work to eliminate this disparity. Large corporations that report sky-high profits to shareholders would be required to pay at least a minimum amount of tax on such outsized returns. Under this proposal, there would be a minimum tax of 15% on book income, the profit such firms generally report to the investors. Firms would make an additional payment to the IRS for the excess of up to 15% on their book income over their regular tax liability. Huh. What do you know? What do you know? Now, frankly speaking, I think this is probably a smarter move, right? A company with 100 million profits is, is doing pretty well. Uh, but compared to the giant corporations in our society, that's still considered a small cap company, and especially in the wake of the pandemic that we're still going through, it's probably still struggling. But $2 billion? Not $1 billion. $2 billion is the threshold now. Only 200 companies in the U.S. report net profits of $2 billion or more, compared to nearly 1,100 public companies that would meet the $100 million threshold. So I don't know. What do you think about this? What do you think about this new $2 billion threshold? I mean, look, politicians change their minds all the time, especially between what they say on the campaign trail versus what they actually do in office. But what do you think about this? Let me know in the comments. In other news from D.C., your favorite, well, probably least favorite, uh, moderate Democratic Senator Joe Manchin III of West Virginia published an op-ed in the Washington Post yesterday saying that he will not vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. 
Manchin wrote in this op-ed that the filibuster is a critical tool pr to protecting input of all states, even small states, and protecting our democratic form of government. Manchin continued, There is no circumstance in which I will vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. Manchin said, The time has come to end these political games and to usher a new era of bipartisanship where we find common ground on the major policy debates facing our nation. Manchin criticized the use of the budget reconciliation process. Yes, the process used to pass the recent stimulus bill. He criticized the use of reconciliation. He says it stifles debate. Manchin expressed his belief that budget reconciliation should not replace regular order in the Senate. What does this mean? I think it clearly means, as we've all been assuming, that Democrats entirely eliminating the filibuster is not going to happen because they need Joe to do it. It may also mean, based on his criticisms of the budget reconciliation process, that Manchin may not be thrilled about passing another major piece of legislation like Biden's infrastructure plan through reconciliation, right? Those are, those are pretty strong words concerning budget, re concerning budget reconciliation. And that might be the bigger story than the filibuster issue, right? But speaking of the filibuster, as I read this op-ed, I was wondering the whole time, right? When Manchin says he will not vote to weaken the filibuster, does that include the talking filibuster? Because last month on Meet the Press, Manchin said, and I quote, if you want to make it, speaking of the filibuster, uh, a little more painful, make them stand there and talk, I'm willing to look at any way we can. But then I read this op-ed in the Washington Post, and I don't know, he doesn't mention the, the talking filibuster in the Washington Post. I think that's intentional. I wish he did. But this is pretty pivotal, pivotal here, folks. Uh, finally, in other news, the Texas state court system has indicated that it will not enforce the CDC's eviction moratorium. Will more states follow Texas leads? Anybody's guess. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. All my mouth can really uh, take right now. I feel so funny and big. Uh, but I'll see you tomorrow with uh, more videos. So have a good evening. Bye-bye.